0: Welcome to Eccentric and Extinct, a podcast about the oddities in the past, present, and future. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this fun little adventure every Monday. Since this is the first episode, I kind of wanted to do a small intro about what got me interested in doing a podcast like this, and what I'm hoping to do with this podcast. I was lucky to grow up surrounded with people that was obsessed with history, odd fantasy sci-fi movies, and TV shows. I remember watching the X-Files and having discussions with my mom and sister about the concept of extraterrestrial life and what they thought the future would bring based on how fast technology and science progressed each year. Then there were the road trips to every museum and historical site that we could cram into on a holiday weekend, the hours of working for a local historical site when I was young, and staying up until 3am most nights reading a variety of biographies and non-fiction novels under the covers with a flashlight, of course, and praying my parents couldn't see the light through the door doorjamb. I especially loved reading up on the Revolutionary War, especially on John Adams, though I can't tell you why. I even named my first cat after Benjamin Franklin. All of this and the amazing people I've met so far in my life that are just as weird as me have really brought on a passion of discussing history and the weird events that have happened in the past, as well as the phenomenons and oddities that are currently happening. So I started this podcast where I could focus and research a topic each week and share with others something they may not know or provide further information on a story. I want to be able to provide, through information, as well as include multiple sides on each topic. I will be including all notes on the Eccentric and Extinct website, which you can find at www.eccentricextinct.com, if you want to delve deeper into that week's topic. I am also hoping to have extra episodes in the near future, where I interview people that are associated with that week's topic, as well as expand into using other medias, such as art, to talk about and express these unique times in history, current events, and future predictions now that we have this very general backstory on how I got here, and what I'm hoping to produce each week, let's get to this week's topic. Growing up, I have always been afraid slash sensitive of ghosts. No, I don't mean I'm a medium. I just mean that the topic always kind of made me feel awkward or aware in certain locations. This could be because of my mother and sister having a love of horror movies and allowing my very small self to watch them, or it could also be because I grew up with a lot of death during my childhood. I lost a lot of family members and felt like I was going back and forth between the hospital and a funeral parlor. Though that may seem insensitive, it's true that I believe that that was a huge influence on my accepting death and mortality in life but that's a whole other topic for a future podcast. Basically, the takeaway is that I would feel uncomfortable entering homes and places that people have passed away or been murdered in, which wasn't such a great thing for someone that was obsessed with history and historical sites. One such moment was when we took a family trip to Montego Bay in Jamaica back in the early 90s. My parents had saved and were able to take us on a tropical vacay, and we stayed at a hotel, which at the time was a Marriott, That was across from a great house called Rose Hall. It was a fun vacation for a hyper six-year-old. I remember I learned tennis with my sister, went to a camp, made terrible art crafts, and also got my hair braided. Update, we had to cut some of my hair because we couldn't get the beads out, so maybe be careful if you do that in the future. During this trip, my parents decided to head across the hotel and visit the Rose Hall Great House. So let's get started with the history of the physical building. Regarded as one of Jamaica's most famous plantation homes, Rose Hall came into existence in the 1770s. I found different accounts as to who exactly built it, but most sources proclaim that the great house was built for £30,000, or in today's money, that's £4,875,748, and in U.S. dollars, that's six million four hundred thirty-nine thousand. pounds $517. The house was built on a hillside overlooking the Caribbean Sea and was of the Jamaican-Georgian architecture style, with cut stones in the first two levels and stucco on the third and fourth level. It included a cut stone symmetrical grand staircase that led to a large veranda on the seaside of the great house. The interior was just as grand, with a beautiful mahogany staircase and silk-wrapped fabric that was the reproduction of Marie Antoinette's design. It was finished with sash windows, keystone, coins, and a hip roof. The house eventually ended up in the hands of John Rose Palmer in 1818. John and his wife, Rosa Palmer, lived in the great house and controlled the sugar plantation. Upon their death, the plantation was handed to his grandnephew, another John Palmer, and his bride, Annie Palmer, a huge figure of interest in the later part of this episode. The house doesn't have too much documentation during this time period, The next bit of actual documented history was that it was severely damaged in the Samuel Sharp Rebellion of 1831, which was an 11-day rebellion that started on December 25, 1831. It involved from 60,000 to 300,000 slaves uprising and fighting for their rights and freedom, as well as higher wage. They fought and were winning the rebellion to suppress the British forces, but sadly ended with the British taking control again, and many lost their lives due to the brutal reaction of the Jamaican government. Some ran away into the cockpit country, an area in Jamaica that has difficult terrain and natural defenses. They would stay there until the British Parliament passed the Abolishing Slavery Act in 1833. I really am not doing this the justice it deserves, since I'm trying to do a quick overview. So if you want to know more, please look up Sam Sharp Rebellion of 1831. Rose Hall itself was completely left in ruins after the Rebellion, and was forgotten until the 1900s. Between the 1920s and the 1960s, the house went through a bit of a restoration process. I couldn't find much information on this time period, but it was further refurbished in 1977, when former Miss USA Michelle Rollins and her husband, John Rollins bought the great house and conceptualized and created the museum and tour. It was returned to its former glory, though most of the antiques and furnishings don't originate from the house, but are true to the era. Present day, the great house is close to the Hilton Rose Hall Resort and Spa, which again, used to be a Marriott when we went, and it has two types of tours that it provides. One focuses on the history of the building, slash White Witch, the beautiful manicured gardens, and the history and heritage of Jamaica. While the Haunted Night Tour depicts the story and legend of the White Witch, that ruled over Rose Hall with live actors and spooks. Now let's segue into the legend slash history of the haunt of this great house and why I decided to break this episode into sections. Rose Hall's main attraction to today's tourists is the legend of the White Witch. The main suspect is known as Anne slash Annie Patterson, a bewitching woman that was born to an English mother and Irish father, and they moved to Haiti when she was 10. She spent most of her life in Haiti Rumored to have learned witchcraft and voodoo from her nanny after her parents had passed away from yellow fever. After her nanny died, she eventually moved to Jamaica at the age of 18 in search of a rich husband in 1820. Enter John Palmer, current master of Rose Hall Great House. But Annie soon grew tired of her husband and started to take slaves as lovers. Never a good thing as she was found out by John. Enraged at Annie, he took her out and beat her with a riding crop mysteriously john died the next day hmm wonder why it was speculated that annie had killed him by poisoning his coffee this of course left rose hall to annie as they had no male heir with no one to answer to annie continued to take slaves as lovers killing them as soon as she became tired of their relationship annie was very cruel and quite the devil she was known to torture her slaves going as far as to make them whistle while they prepared her food, or were even near the kitchen, so she would know that they would not eat any of it. You can't whistle if your mouth is full of food, right? If someone didn't whistle, they would find themselves without a head as punishment. She would set up bear traps around the plantation to catch runaway slaves, and was known to cut off the tongues of those that had lied to her. The captured runaway slaves were thrown into the dungeon, and would either die from suffocation, heat, or starvation. Her reign of terror and the fact that she was still a practitioner of voodoo gave her the nickname of the White Witch of Rose Hall. During all of this, she would also marry two more times to acquire more money. The second husband was rumored to have died by being stabbed in the chest while he slept, and the third one was killed by strangulation with the help of her current lover, a slave by the name of Deku. Though karma would swing right back to Annie. In 1831, she fell completely in love with an Englishman Named Robert Rutherford. He, of course, had no interest in her, good for him, and instead was in love with Taku's granddaughter. In rage, Annie cast a spell on the girl that brought forth the ghost who would basically follow the victim and ensure their death by causing them to slowly wither away and die, which she did nine days later. This wasn't cool with Annie's lover Taku, as he was a grandfather to the poor girl, and he strangled Annie to death as revenge. Terrified at the prospect of her spirit, The slaves took her body and buried it in a dugout hole in the estate. They burned all of her possessions and performed a voodoo ritual to ensure that her spirit would not escape the grave and come back to haunt them. Unfortunately, the ritual was performed incorrectly, and Annie to this day is said to haunt the Rose Hall Great House. She's been cited to show up in a mirror in her sitting room. She's also been known as pushing a maid over the balcony, killing her on impact. There is also people who have seen shadows and apparitions both in the same room and going up and down the Grand Mahogany staircase. There is also claims of apparitions in Annie's bedroom, voices of dread and horror in the dungeon below, and we can't forget about the voices and shadows near Annie's crypt. My personal experience with this location is that I remember being terrified. Mind you, I was a young child. Throughout the tour, Annie was brought up a lot. They would regale us on the tales of her barbaric deeds and point out where she had been seen. I remember being scared of the fact she would cut off tongues, and for some reason that still sticks with me today, even though I don't remember too much of that trip. Besides the fun camp, tennis, and Rose Hall. Oh, and then I had a lot of virgin manicoladas. I do remember walking by her crypt, though, as it was slightly ajarred and wondering if I was going to see Annie pop out. The tour would come to an end and we ended up in the gift shop, which used to be the cellar. In the gift shop, there was a photo of the famous mirror from Annie's sitting room that they pointed out. I remember one of them was a Polaroid of a frontal view of the mirror with a white smoky object hanging out in the bottom right of the mirror. Basically, all of this had me terrified, and by the end of the tour, I just wanted to leave. Being cruel, my mother decided to also buy the Herbert G. DeLizer book, The White Witch of Rose Hall which is a book all about Annie Palmer and her evil doings from the gift shop and gifting it to me for Christmas. For some reason, I was scared that maybe a part of Annie's ghost would cling onto that book. And so I never read that particular copy and would try not to be near it or even touch it. Eventually, I just donated it because I just wanted nothing to do with it. So many years have gone by that I believed this was history and that Annie Palmer haunted the Rose Hall. I never wanted to read that book or honestly have anything to do with Rose Hall. So what more is there to talk about? What if I told you that this famous legend and haunt may not be true? Mind you, these are my opinions based on the sources I have found and my own experience of Rose Hall. I'm not here to slander an attraction or promote hate of any kind. I just wanted to bring this topic to light as someone who honestly believed this legend since I was a little girl. It makes a great ghost story and has been great to attract people to this location, something I cannot fault anyone for. I only hope that maybe the focus of the tour has shifted away from the legend and focused more on the 1831 Sam Sharp Rebellion and the tragic history of Jamaica. The true story of Annie Palmer is that she was not as horrifying as the legends make her out to be. She was born Annie Mary Patterson, a Jamaican of Scots descent, She was not brought up in Haiti, and never had a nanny that taught her the arts of voodoo. She did really marry a John Rose Palmer in the 1820s, but he was her first and only husband. Though I will say that there is very little of her life actually documented, the only thing really known is that due to the huge debts they grew during their stay at Rose Hall, both Rose Hall and other estates John owned was passed off to receivers, as they could no longer afford it. John would pass away in 1827 due to natural causes. Annie sold the remainder of her interest of Rose Hall for 200 pounds and would later die in 1846, 15 years after she was killed by her slave lover in the legend. She is thought to have been a peaceful and respectable woman who left what little she had left to her goddaughter. Even the crypt that is said to be Annie Palmer's resting place is most likely not true. It wouldn't make sense to bury her there, as she had given up the rights to the property 20 years earlier and was not living there at her time of death. Now, the crypt could be of an early resident, Rosa Palmer, another suspect of being the White Witch. Rosa Kelly, the daughter of Irish immigrants that lived in Jamaica, married Henry Fanning in 1747, who had bought land and started building a home on it before he passed away, just after his wedding to Rosa. Rosa then married George Ash, a wealthy landowner in St. James Parish in 1750 who started building Rose Hall in her honor. Now, whether the great house was named after her or the Rose family that George was close to, there's really no factual evidence as to which one's correct. Sadly, George dies in 1752, shortly after Rose Hall's construction has been finished. Rosa continued living there until she married a Norwood widder a plantation owner that spent all of her money. He died in 1767, and Rosa moved on to marry the first John Palmer in 1768, who was an owner of a neighboring estate and a widower with two sons who lived in England. They lived happily until Rosa passed away in 1790, and John would follow seven years later in 1797. Rose Hall would go to John's two sons from his previous marriage, but they would never come to visit Rose Hall or Jamaica. The house would then pass on to Palmer's grandnephew, as his two sons didn't have any children to pass the estate to. His grandnephew was named John Rose Palmer, the same Palmer that married Annie Palmer. So yes, Rosa did have multiple husbands, but there is no documentation of suspicion or out-of-the-ordinary causes of death to any of her husbands. The main reason her name is even brought up is due to a newspaper editor in 1868 publishing a booklet speculating that she could be the White Witch and that she murdered all of her husbands. As all legends, it got passed down and it was added to. In 1911, the story changed, though, and Annie became the culprit and was labeled as the White Witch of Rose Hall. It didn't help either that in 1929, Herbert G. DeLizer would go on to write a novel called The White Witch of Rose Hall, the same one I got for Christmas. The novel is very close to the legend described above, And a little bit about the history of slavery going on during that time period. Lizer also made sure to state that it was fiction and based on a passing legend. But people latched onto the extreme story and it soon became the main thing people associate the Great House with. Now is Rose Hall haunted? It could be, or maybe it's not. Many people have claimed seeing shadows and apparitions, hearing screams, sounds of running footsteps, evil cats, and much more. There even have been a few ghost hunting shows that have gone to this location, can you guess who? Due to the cruelty toward slaves, the Sam Sharp Rebellion, and other tragic history surrounding Jamaica, I wouldn't be surprised that people see and hear things. I may not believe that the White Witch haunts the halls of the Rose Hall Great House, but could see speculation that there are other souls that may haunt this place. I recommend you visit the place, nonetheless, for an entertaining attraction to marvel at the architecture and antiques of that time period, and also learn about the history and heritage of the Jamaican people. Thanks for joining me for this week's topic. It was definitely a lengthy story and filled with a lot of dates, history, and just plain creepy facts. I will apologize for butchering some names that I'm not as familiar with, as well as being vague on some topics. Once again, I do include my source notes on my website if you want to read further on that week's topic. Please leave a comment wherever you are listening to this podcast if you are enjoying it or have constructive feedback, as it helps me with my views and other fun analytics. Also, follow the podcast Instagram and Facebook at eccentric.extinct for some unique art that is based on that week's episode. See clues for future episodes, fun additional information, future announcements, and I also pull comments and mentions from people that are just being a part of this fun eccentric family. Thanks again for joining in, and see you next week for another Eccentric and Extinct story. I bid veil!